The most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications. On News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts and set the record straight. Thank you for joining us so you can be better informed to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello again, Jamie. Hey, Herman, I have to say this was the first time I'd ever covered a political event where during it I got a, a special weather alert on my phone that said local tsunami watch. That really? was uh, for Southern California. Yeah, in the wake of the earthquake down in Chile. It didn't yes. amount to anything, but it was sort of odd to look down on my phone in the middle of the debate and see that. An interesting, uh, as we talked about earlier today, an interesting night, and I think what I'm going to be most interested in is think back five weeks ago when we left Cleveland and we had no idea how the polls would shake out in those subsequent weeks, and they really changed a lot. Uh, I know Donald Trump stayed ahead, but uh, things below him uh, were certainly moved around. And I would think that we're going to have a similar kind of thing. I mean, if, if you agree that Carly Fiorina did well last night, then she's probably going to go up in the polls. Well, if she goes up in the polls, somebody's got to go down. It yes. doesn't come out of thin air. So there's going to have to be some movement in the GOP field, and we'll look ahead and see what happens there, Herman. Well, if you add up Jindal's, Pataki's, Graham's, uh, who was the fourth one on the small stage? That's four, uh, Santorum. That's four points right there. <laughs> that, that she might be able to sort of suck up in her, you know, just sort of just kind of like in her after draft. So there are a lot of ones and yeah, twos out there. Yeah, just take that and move on. Yeah. Exactly. Just take that and move yeah. on. One, one other thing. One it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, right? it is. A number of callers called, and they were not happy with the format in terms. We expected, you and I did, that CNN was going to pit one against the other, and they came out doing just that. What were your observations about the format overall? I don't know. You know, first off, I don't think anybody can do a good job with 11 people. I think it's absolutely impossible to be fair. I mean, as I was watching it, you know, your internal sort of clock goes off and says, eh, I haven't heard Ted Cruz in a while, or I haven't heard uh, Ben Carson in a while, haven't heard Donald Trump in a while, you know, and I wasn't keeping track. But one of my uh, uh, colleagues next to me said at one point, he said, Trump hasn't talked for 37 minutes. You know, I mean, there were some people who just disappeared during the debate. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is how best to spur a back-and-forth exchange. You know, I think everybody always says, wow, you know, they didn't do it well. Yeah, CNN can be criticized. Go ahead. That's fine. Whatever. You know, uh, Fox tried to pit people against each other, made a lot of people aggravated. CNN sort of tried to do the same thing last night. I think that they did just about as best a job that they could have done under the circumstances. I mean, they did try to promote a little give and take between the candidates, which, after all, that's what a debate provides. It's not just supposed to be each person gives a one-minute speech 
and then is not challenged at all. There's, it's never going to be seen as entirely fair, Herman, because True. somebody's going to say, well, you know, you cut off Rand Paul, but you didn't cut off Mike Huck. You know, yeah. and so, I, I, you know, look, if people don't like it, uh, more power to them. That's what it's all about. I can understand it. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think both debates have been done just about as well as possible, and I'm sure everybody would do it different. I would do it different. You would do it differently. But I did think that we... Once we got by the sort of, do you like Donald Trump, do you not like Donald Trump, we did get into issues. And in the pre-debate forum, they really dug down in some stuff, and they did too on the main stage. Uh, it might not be as exciting as, uh, you know, Donald Trump throwing insults at people, but we did get behind some issues last night, and I think that's a main goal. I think you're right. Now, the Democrats have one coming up. When is that first one? Do you recall? So is that yeah, a Democrat the Democratic debate? first debate is in Las Vegas. Yeah, okay. that's October the 13th. And so that's, that's uh, you know, less than a month away. And that's prior to the next Republican debate. Yeah, the next Republican debate is October the 28th. Gotcha. That is going to be at the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs. So that debate is evidently going to focus more on economic issues. That's going to be hosted by CNBC, I think, is the main sponsor of that one. CNN will have the first Democratic debate. Uh, I think they've just announced that it's at the Wynn Casino in Las Vegas. So what could uh, oh, we were really? sort of celebrating in the press area yesterday that we get to uh, have maybe two trips to Vegas this fall for real legitimate work reasons to go cover debates. What could be better than that? So, yes, the next two debates, October 13th for the Democrats and then October 28th for the Republicans. The one October 13th for the Democrats, you said that's in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's in Las Vegas, and the yeah. one for the Republicans will be in Colorado Springs at the University of Colorado. Then there's also a debate that's tentatively scheduled for the Republicans in November, no date yet, in Wisconsin, and then a debate in Nevada in December. The Democrats also have a debate in November in Iowa, and then one uh, the Saturday before Christmas in New Hampshire. So there will still be debates as we move toward the holidays, and then we'll obviously, once the, the calendar turns, we'll really get going into early next year, Herman. Pete didn't tell you that he wants me to take your place for the one in Vegas and you not have to go, so save you a little time. <laughs> I know, Herman. What I was told was that you and I are going to both go out there and broadcast. I think that seems more likely. Oh, man. Now, have they talked about any criteria for the Democrats making the stage or just whoever has a pulse? <laughs> I think it's the main ones that we've talked about with them. There's no, you know, since they don't have a super expanded field. Right. As of now, I have not seen any uh, qualification criteria for that. I do have to wonder, I have not seen uh, what CNBC has done for their criteria for the next Republican debate. But let's get down to basics. I mean, there are, you know, there are 15. I mean, George Pataki is barely polling. I, I think you could probably make a case to move him off if you really wanted to. Yeah. And get yourself down to 14. I mean... Uh, it, it certainly would be a lot more enjoyable, I think, for all involved to have smaller debates. Some had come up with the idea that, say, you had 14, you could randomly divide them into two groups of seven and have, like, you know, a 90-minute debate each so that everybody sort of gets to do some of the same things. But we'll have to see what exactly they do. I mean, obviously, there are some candidates who are doing better than others. Uh, the, the bottom four yesterday is tailed a few minutes ago. Only Rick Santorum has been at 2% in any poll in the last couple of weeks. The others have all been at either 1 or 0. And even uh, at the lower end of last night's debate table, Governor Christie of New Jersey is down. Rand Paul is down. Uh, and so, you know, there, there are some candidates who, if they get left behind again for this second debate, 
I don't know. Will they be there for the third one? I'd have to think that somebody, or no one would have predicted that Rick Perry would be gone by the time this de- debate comes around. You never know. There could be somebody else who hangs it up before the next Republican debate. Since it's six weeks before the next Republican debate, my prediction, I don't like to do predictions, but give it a month. Because if you're not, if your contributions are not coming in at a steady enough rate, then whoever the candidate is, a month worth of staff expenses can start to run up a tab really, really quick, and you're digging a deeper hole that you're going to have to get out of in order to retire your debt. So I'm expecting that two weeks before the next debate, we may have some more to drop out of this, primarily because of financial reasons. Because if the poll numbers don't move up, you know this, then the, the contributions don't move up. So give it a month, and I think we're going to see some more shakeout. Now, what do you, now, here's something I was thinking about today. You know, what if we have a little move? I mean, you do have to think Donald Trump has come up. Could he go back down? I mean, you know, I don't think he had a bad debate yesterday, but it was the first time that we've seen him sort of slowed down. Uh, Jeb Bush was able, even though Trump was able to hit him a few times, Jeb Bush seemed able to sort of slow Trump. Obviously, Carly Fiorina did a job of that in a very measured way. Trump got out his usual number of insults. I have to think, though, the length of the debate also wore on some of those candidates. Trump seemed a little deflated by the end. He told us in the spin room afterward he thought he'd won, but it just didn't ring true. It sort of had that feel of he was just saying it. I don't know if you really believed it, but I'll put in the request right now. Let's not have any three-hour debates again. (laughs) Uh, Maybe 90 minutes would be about the max. Exactly. I I absolutely agree with that. 90 minutes, if you wanted to go... Well, even if you did, what, two hours, that's 120 minutes, right? The two hours, I think, is, is enough. And like you said, I think a lot of people... Maybe do two hours yeah. with commercial breaks, too. Yeah, with commercial breaks, it'll be a two-hour thing. But you said even some of your colleagues in the media room were getting a little restless after about an hour and a half. And they'd already oh, yeah, after about an hour and stories. a half, I looked around the room, and you could see people who were writing their stories. And, and, and yours truly got to a point where I sort of said to myself at about 10.15 Eastern time, Okay, i got to buckle down and start working here to figure out what I'm going to write, what I need to do. And frankly, the last 30 minutes or so, there wasn't much that was really leaping off the page on that debate. And you do get to that point where people are starting to sort of look ahead. And you should have seen all the people that started getting up and positioning themselves in the spin room to get ready because it was not that big of a room. And when the candidates came in, oh, Lord, it was a giant swarm as uh, Trump and everybody else walked into that area. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's going to be interesting. And um, I think it's going to be even more interesting to see what kind of questions. CNN is hosting the first Democrat debate. I'm real curious as to what kind of question they're going to throw at those candidates. I don't think it's going to be anything like we've seen so far. You know, it'd be a mix of of what of what we've seen already, but it'll probably focus on some different things because, frankly, the two parties obviously look at at the current issues and the current problems and the current solutions in a much different manner. You heard some of the uh, the crossover questions that were asked last night. I would think that uh, you know you could see some of those happening again. Overall, I think the Republicans, you know, coming out of here. It was interesting to to see some of the aides and advisors in the spin room, you know, everybody talking very optimistically about going on. But I really think you you hit it on the head earlier, Herman. There's only so long you can go on when the money is not coming in at a rapid rate. And right now it's what? It's September. It's mid-September. 
Can you really hang on until February to maybe finish well in Iowa? Boy, that's a long time coming from now until then. And if you're not sure that the money's going to be there, uh, that's that's a dicey proposition, I think, for a number of these candidates right now. I can tell you that that is too long to be trying to hang in there unless you are willing to put a whole lot of your money out there because campaigns don't start on air and they don't end on air. And you have to prime the pump sometimes along the way. Well, Jamie, have a safe trip. Thanks a lot. See you later, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. A totally unique perspective on today's breaking news. Herman Cain. The brilliant guy. And a good man. I wish he was our president today. Solutions for a better America. Coming up, rapid fire. On The Herman Cain Show, 877-310-2100. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.